I can't even believe that I would wear them out. It's just a shock. They looked good on my butt, though, so I was just willing to do just about anything for the butt. Welcome to Ladies First with Laura Brown. I'm Laura Brown, editor-in-chief of InStar Magazine, and each week I usually talk to a legendary lady about what she does, how she does it, and what we can learn from her. But to round off our very first season and to round off this year, let's dive back into some of my favorite conversations of the year about fashion, and specifically the first big fashion splurge my guests ever made. Let's start by dropping into my conversation with one of the OG supermodels, Chrissy Turlington Burns. I think my first fashion splurge was so random, but it was a Bulgari watch. I don't know why. It made absolutely no sense. But there were constantly things that I had to wear for shoots. And I started to be like, oh, I appreciate this timepiece. I haven't worn a watch in 25 years, meanwhile. But that was something really like, and I still have it. I still have it. So you want that watch? Yes. That watch. And then... uh, Most precious, most precious. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm not super attached to stuff. I always joke with my daughter, like, when I'm dead, you can have this one. You can have one. And I don't even need to wait till then because now she starts to, like, she can wear all of it. But there's okay. nothing, okay. you know, I was like, oh, do I let her wear it? Because we used to destroy all of my mom's things when we started to borrow them. But yeah. I don't even care because, honestly, I can't wear most of it anymore. So let her live. That's what she mm-hmm. supposed to say to me. Let me live. So I'm, I'm going to let her live in all of my stuff. In your Versace? How much Versace do you have? I have a fair amount of Versace. I have a lot of yeah. Chanel. I got a lot of Chanel, Laura. Oh. You know how generous Carl was in like... Oh, my God. You know, and just like we shot together a lot, and but everything was so short. Oh, little tiny minis. Did you get good jackets, though? Jackets. Oh, my God. I have jackets. I have uh, boots. I have like motorcycle boots. I mean, mm. I got some good stuff. I got some good hey. jewelry, Chanel jewelry. And I yeah, used to wear some of it. Like, that's the other thing. Not that it's not gorgeous, but it just so is not me. Well, it's just, it's just very fashion. Yeah. 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 But that's okay if you're up for it. You know what I mean? But like, just to be like, I know he gave me an iPhone once and he, and um, all this was a jackets. And I know it was really. He's always like, if a- you look at something, if you would look at a book on a shelf in his house, it- take it. I like to be like that, actually. I will give a thing like that because I think it's a, a really lovely thing to do. Christy, I really like your apartment. I have to ask my roommates. <laughs> the hotsy totsy Emily Radikowski explained her ideas of what constitutes a fashion splurge changed radically when she found out she was going to be a mom. First fashion splurge, I'm a little ashamed to say, was um, <laughs> for an event. I didn't like have a stylist or anything yet. And I was going to a fancy party in New York and I went and bought an Herve Legere black <gasps> dress and actually you know I wore Herve Legere last year and I loved it so mm-hmm. not shit talking but it was quite expensive and it was like the band it was the band-aid dress and I remember being like I can't believe I'm buying this like $800 it's not it wasn't even you know so crazy compared to what other things are but it like yeah. blew my mind um but you know it, did well, the no, trick. It, wasn't. it was black it thank god black. thank god yeah. thank god it wasn't like baby blue or pink or something and then recent, recent splurge. God, you know, I haven't really been spending much money yeah. other on myself, except for, yeah. you know, baby stuff. Or home stuff. Because, I, I mean, you're, you're really, um, do you know the term house proud? Like, it's a very British term, but it's like, you really like to, you really like to take care of your home furniture, art, whatever. So what have you been doing with the house? Our nursery is going to be space themed. Um, but I did buy <laughs> a very cool, like, space rug for the nursery. Can you please come and do 
my house in the same theme. You know what I might splurge on soon is like a good, cool rocking chair because a lot of the like rocking chairs are just not that cool. They just are kind of ugly. And I'm, I, you know, I'm buying a chair that I probably keep for a while. So I'm trying to find a cool one on like first dibs or I don't know something. So we'll see what I end up with. It's got to be cool, but it's also to be comfortable. And when you do get that that magnificent rocking chair, please uh, model bikinis for an Amarato on it. So we can have like a mixed message like, I might, one day I'll be old in this, but now. Yeah, well, I'll probably be nursing in it, so. Yeah, no, I know that, but I'm saying you keep it because you get old and then you'll go on the, or you go on your little veranda and you'll shell peas. Yeah, exactly. That's my plan. My very funny and chic friend. Sarah Paulson is known for her incredible style on the red carpet, but some of her past fashion picks, eh, listen up. I did buy the Oxblood Balenciaga bag that was a, a biggie. It was not the little crescent guy. It wasn't that. No, that was a Fendi baguette. Whatever that little... You had the fringes I, on it, though? I had the fringe. Yes, it did. And it was it was like Oxblood, and it was amazing. And I carried that bag till it just about, just about split at the seams. Did you prance about with it? Oh, yes. In my Juicy Couture pink terry cloth sweatpants that, you know, I can't even believe that I would wear them out. It's just a shock. They looked good on my butt, though. So I was just willing to do just about anything for the butt. I think I remember this because I we were doing picture research for you and Amanda for that Q&A did with each other. Yes, I, there's a picture of us walking down the street. That's correct. And I kept sending to the, them to you just randomly during the day. <laughs> That's correct. And That's you're right. welcome. That's right. <laughs> Most recent fashion splurge or hot, hot fashion look? I bought a pair. Well, I mean, I think it accounts. I bought a pair of Irene Neuwirth earrings that are little huggies with diamond uh, engraved. They're horses. They're, they're one of a kind. They're little horse heads. Sounds creepy, but it's not. They're diamonds in sure. the shape of a horse. <laughs> and I purchased them for myself. I like to buy Irene stuff because even though she's a friend, I don't know. I love buying stuff from people that you actually know. And you do talk about that. Speaking of your sense of occasion, you do talk about with that with things you buy. You're like, no, actually, yeah. I've earned that. I want that. I'm going to buy that. Yeah, that's right. What are you going to do with with it? You got to reward yourself. You're going to not kind of stick know. it in a box. No. Uh, when I've been, because we obviously started working with Carla Watch, and you have been distinguished for your style over the past few years. What's been like your highlight reel? Okay, so there was a, a Wes Gordon for Carolina Herrera dress that I wore that was silver sequins with a huge puff sleeve, which is really all I care about. It was really beautiful and like a cutout back. And I did this sort of, you know, I don't know, loved it. Loved that dress. I loved my Prada Neon Oceans 8 dress more than anything. It was fluoro, like a marker. It was, it was like, yeah, Sandy Bullock was like, you, you literally look like a highlighter. I mean, it looks great, but you look like a highlighter. <laughs> I am a highlighter. I am a highlighter. Um, That stands out as a highlight for me. Um, I wore something actually. I wore Calvin Klein. I wore Raph for the post premiere uh, in D.C. That Meryl Streep, Spielberg, Tom Hanks movie where I played Tom Hanks' wife. And it had this high neck and it was like waxed. And it was this beautiful blue coat that I wore. I loved that. And gosh, there's just been so many things. I love the pink Valentino that I wore to the Ocean's 8 London premiere. Sort of scalloped. Thing You're good in I volume. Like. Controlled I like volume. volume. I like to controlled volume. Yeah. That could be your autobiography. Controlled volume. The Sarah Paulson story. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> I know it's funny because it's totally true. The glorious Tommy Dorfman started early with her first fashion splurge. It was in a department store. 
Versace jeans, <laughs> uh, <laughs> button down, freshman year of high school. <gasps> Come on. Come on. How? What sort of cut with a jeans? Or wraps him in shorts. <gasps> As well. Like two months later, I, I learned about Raph and I bought Raph and I got Raph. Raph Schmaff. Go back to the Versace. How, what was the cut? It, well, no, it was a, it was like a button down oh, shirt. shirt. It was like a men's dress shirt and it had the Versace logo as really thin pinstripes. And I bought it oversized and I would wear it over my like skinny Subi jeans. <gasps> my people. What was your last fashion splurge or fashion thing you acquired that just delighted you? I mean, this dress I love. It was a splurge for me. It's a Prada penny, by the way, everybody. I'm a big Raph stan and I'm a big fashion like history buff. And so this is a Raph Prada, obviously. But when Raph launched women's, I was like, I can't afford to collect art right now or probably ever because art's just so expensive. And I'm, and I'm less interested in that. I mean, I love art, but I'm re- I love fashion. I really struggle getting rid of stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm going to focus my hoarding efforts on archiving Raph women's wear. Raph launched women's when I transitioned. It's... Clearly, it was planned. So I have been splurging on collecting Raph women's. I have like a couple skirts that I'm just obsessed with, a couple dresses, uh, two knits from this first season. And I will I will be going to Dover Street Market in a couple of weeks and probably getting some of the second season. Yeah, that's my fashion splurge. For Reese Witherspoon, her first fashion passion shaped her attitude to life. Let me see fashion splurges. I bought myself some Chanel sandals the other day, and I was very, very proud of myself. They're really cute. Color? They're black with the gold chains. They're really cute. There was a couple of things on the InStyle shoot that I was like, I need that. This is really cute. There was a beautiful Dolce & Gabbana bustier that I was like, ooh, I don't know where I'd rock that, but that was really cute. That might be the cover, maybe, because I, I saw oh. that, that shot of you in there, and it's a vibe. As the kids would say, "Hang on, what was the first fashion thing you bought that you made you think you were like, oh, I'm cute, I'm cute.'" Oh Lord, I was obsessed with Betsy Johnson in the '90s, and I would go into Betsy Johnson and I would just spend hours looking at her fabrics and the colors, and I was obsessed with Betsy Johnson. And then her perfume, I was like, "Oh, this is smells like angels. It just smells like angels," <laughs> and I would just spray it all over myself. And I love. I've got another idea for you because you don't have enough ideas and you don't do anything all day. So, <laughs> Draper James Betsy Johnson collaboration. Come on. I mean, I just want to do a whole documentary about Betsy Johnson and her vibe and the way she sees the world. The the older I get, I just think make a mark, say something, be something specific, laugh out loud, show your joy to the world, wear a crazy costume. Buy the Chanel shoes, you know, and wear them. Yeah, do a cartwheel. You get one life. Be kooky. (laughs) Be a little kooky. I first met Joey King about four years ago when she was just 17. Since then, she's been nominated for an Emmy and the Golden Globe. I want to talk a little bit about fashion because I think one of the, when we sort of met each other, we didn't see each other for a little bit. And then you came to one of our badass women dinners. Yeah. With and the sexy ass outfit. Do you remember it was black? Oh, I remember. It was cut. Was, my my boobies were out. Tell me about that. Tell me when sometimes you wanted to just drive it like you stole it, fashion wise. 
I knew nothing about fashion. I had no taste whatsoever. You know how I said we, we bought $5 movies at Walmart? We also did the same thing with clothes. And then one of my best friends slash like brother slash my now stylist, Jared Eng, took me aside at my sister Hunter's 21st birthday party. And he was like, listen, your style is terrible. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And he was like, as your friend who loves you so much, we need to do something about this. And so he started styling me. And it's, I mean, and it's the most perfect arrangement because we are so close that it's comfortable to argue with each other <laughs> about what I want to wear. He loves to give younger fashion brands like a chance. And we've, we've just been having so much fun. Okay. First and last fashion splurge. When I was, this is not my own splurge, but this was like my first fashion, like, ha moment. When I was 13 years old, it was when I was first allowed to wear little heels when I turned 13. It was like my, my mom's rule. You can't wear heels until you're a teenager. And even then they have to be low heels. So for my wrap present on White House Down, Roland Emmerich bought me my first pair of Louboutins baby's first Louboutins we all And they still fit me because my feet didn't ever grow because I'm super short. Yay. (laughs) Were they sparkly? No, they were these, they're so tasteful. They're these beautiful Louboutins. Thank you, Roland. It's such a sweet gift. And my last splurge was I bought my sister a really awesome present earlier this year. I bought her a Christian Dior bag because I love her. everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam where Wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to Ladies First with me, Laura Brown. In this episode, we're revisiting some of the first fashion slurges made by some of my favorite guests. For Judith Light, what she wore was always so much more about clothes. Okay, first... Fashion splurge. First thing you bought when you were like, ooh, I got it. It wasn't a splurge. And it, God, it makes me emotional. Oh. My, my mother was a woman's wear buyer. Oh. In this lovely little store in, when I was growing up, called mm-hmm. the Ship Shop. It was in Jersey. It wasn't really high end. My mother had, she was remarkable and brilliant and amazing. And she had this very ribald sense of humor, which I adored. And she never let me buy my own clothes. For better or for worse. (laughs) And thank you very much because her taste was somewhat strange sometimes, but other times it was just amazing. So I never bought my own clothes until I was about 26 or 27 years old. Oh my God. I still have the first blouse that I bought. So what was that? 
It was in a little shop in New York next Mm -hmm. to the apartment that I was living in on East 51st Street. And it's just God awful and dreadful. And I've kept it. It had the strangest colors in it. And it had this big pussycat bow. And it was just, well. Well, when, when, when diligently applied. When diligently applied and not politically applied, which is another <laughs> story. But anyway, it was the first time I took ownership right. of myself. And uh, it was just, it still fills me with emotion. It was very hard for my mother because we had a huge argument about it. Because I, I said, you, uh-huh. you, you cannot, you've got, you've got to let me go. You've got to let me do this. Oh, got to God. let me go. And she didn't stop. I mean, she still bought me stuff, but, but it was, it was a terrible blouse. And of course she thought it was terrible and it was, she was was critical of it, but for me, and it was really, it was a a difficult transition in, in our relating that when she, the last five months of her life, when she was in the process of dying, we healed our relationship. And we talked a lot about that her not letting me go. It's a really, it's a, it's a much more lengthy dialogue with you and a much more lengthy place to go, but it might be a really interesting piece for the magazine to talk about women and their mothers and their fashion and their stories about their, their clothing. What it could be called, could be called what my mother did to me. (laughs) you know or you know how my mother dressed me I remember (laughs) when I was really little and she used to change my clothes constantly during the day and I remember being little and saying to her no more mommy no more so you know it's like there is a healthy generous part of it and there's also a very complicated complex part of controlling yes because now because you could you are one of the few women who could convincingly wear two tony awards as earrings and you have the most freaking fantastic style on the carpet that is red or off it how do you start to develop that that comes with the thing about being present and being grateful and if you're going to get on the carpet if you're going to spend all that time working with a wonderful stylist and a and your wonderful hair and makeup people, mm. you get mm. out there and you Do give it. it. There's it nothing. Like you stole it. Right. I've said this many times. There's nothing to get in life. There's only what you give. You're going to yeah. get out there and give, or you're going to, or you're going to, you're going to make it fun for everybody. You're going to make it joyful for everybody yeah. and yourself, or you're going to yeah. be, a, 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 you know, a misery dog. You know, it's like, I hate this. I don't want to be here. It's <laughs> misery like, dog. And we uh, also remember, I used to be really heavy. And right. so when I can fit in into things that I find that are beautiful, and for many, many years, when I started buying my own clothes after this, I was like, you know, I was buying gold lame. And mm, I, right, my manager, right. who has since passed her Hampshire, said to me, no more gold lame. <laughs> we, are, we are not doing gold lame anymore. I don't know. I'm like a magpie. It was like sparkly, but I had to be trained <laughs> and I had to listen. And Jack Yaton, who was my mm-hmm. stylist for many, many years, we started working together when I was uh, nominated for the first Tony. And yes. he looked at me and he said, oh my God, it's Judy from Jersey. He said, <sighs> you can't wear things like that. And he started to educate me. 
And it wasn't just the name brands of people like that we were wearing, but also I was trained by him. So I started wearing Darling Michael Carl at Hermes and Mm -hmm. and I've worn Christian Siriano and Zach Posen and, you know, a lot of people who were there and Michael Kors, people who were very generous to me. But I started looking at what is the subtlety Right. of what you're trying to project. Why, right. why do you have to get out there and wear gold lame that, you know, says, look at me. Everything. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so there, there has been a real process of training and appreciation right. for the people who have trained me. Cindy Crawford told me about her first fashion splurge that she wore to a high school prom. I mean, imagine her just walking in I think it was a Calvin Klein dress that I saw in Vogue and I wore it. It was black sheath dress, backless, and I wore it to my high school prom and everyone else was wearing like gunny sacks, but I had just started modeling. So already my shift in what was style, like I already had graduated a little bit from like the gunny sacks and it was so cool. And I wish I, I somehow that dress got lost in one of my moves, but I love that dress. When you walked in, to that reunion in a Calvin Klein dress, they must have just all wanted to give you the finger, sister. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I liked it. It was totally backless. You couldn't wear a bra with it. Had shoulder pads, but other than that, it was just like this straight line. And actually, Arthur Elgort shot it for Vogue, and it was, you know, he shot it from the back with the girl. I just loved it, and I tracked. It was like the first time I, like, called different department stores to find, you know, where in the back of the magazine says where to find and I it was able to find it. Yeah, that was it. I think it was $700. Do you have an archive? I assume you do, right? Of stuff? I do have an archive. Unfortunately, there was more I should have kept. I didn't really understand that. Like I had a lot of Aliyah that, but the Aliyah stuff, a lot of the knit stuff doesn't really weather well anyway. There are things that I, I somehow a Thierry Mugler dress went missing that I also adored. It was like a black velvet, simple, chic, like you could wear it today, but I don't know where that went. But I do have some. How much Versace is in your in your home? I probably have like at least 10 gowns here. But a lot of times, as you know, you just wear it and then you give it back. And also, you know, you're not wearing it again and they know you're not wearing it again. The one that I that I'm mad about is my I wore a red Versace dress the first time I went to the Academy Awards and Anna Winter asked for it first for when she did like an Amphar auction and I gave it but I should have bid on it and just bought it back and I didn't and I that is one of my regrets. Who's got it? Regrets. Who's Don't got know? it? Let's mug them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but that's no. I can't imagine you whipping out to the farmers market in your in your Versace. No, 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 no. Before talking, you know, big spenders, I chatted to fellow Aussie and my mate of more than 20 years, Rose Byrne, about missing the red carpet. I love fashion. I love dressing up. But there's, I think it's good to have a break though, isn't it? Because there's a certain kind of fatigue with that stuff. So it's nice to reset a little bit. Do you feel that you've got to sort of take yourself and times it by two or anything? Or like when when you're on the red carpet? Yeah. Do you have to be like, okay, well, I would actually be happy in like a, a shirt, but I've got to put on a pink number. Everyone's so different, right? I know Glenn Close is always like, I just want to wear my pajamas. And I get it. Like, I get it. But I do have always loved dressing up. And there is a a creativity to it. And particularly when you're working with a stylist. And it can be really fun. And I try to not take it too seriously and try to just wear, you know, try and go for it and within reason, obviously. But 
a good thing to do if you ever feel like you're overdressed, just like go to look at like the Grammys red carpet. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you're like, well, I look totally normal. Look at this guy. He's got like a, you know, a, a, a goose on his head and he just gets naked or whatever. Bird. And you're like, I'm just, and then when somebody shows up on that red carpet in just a classic ball gown, you're like, loser. <laughs> what will you, like when you can go out again, what do you miss wearing? What would you like to wear? I mean, I'd love to wear some, just like a great sexy cocktail dress. Oh, fantastic. Let's put it, you know, put yourself together, flick your hair and say like, yeah. Get your back out. That was what the shame of when we were supposed to be promoting Mrs. America. Right. Not being able to do that all together would have been really fun. Because there were great groups of oh. women. And the same with Bridesmaids. That I was so lucky because both times the groups of women were just brilliant. Like, just brilliant. Not a bad apple. Just brilliant. Okay. First and last fashion splurge. Oh, first and last. Wait, you mean like? Like the first fashion thing you ever bought that made you feel like, oh, I'm fancy. And, and, and the last thing that. I remember buying like this maroon leather little like very early 2000s square Miu Miu purse with like a maroon strap with studs on it, that kind of great thing they do with like the hard with the soft whatever. So it was Miu Miu, you know, and I was not by any means rolling in cash so that was definitely a splurge. And then the last splurge I did, I haven't done that much shopping because where am I going? <laughs> but you didn't like have a wine and get a net a porte, start crying and buy a buy a. You want to know that I've done that I've definitely done. I've been splurging more on like skincare. You know, I've been like going crazy. Like I have splurged a bit. I bought a bunch of like Tammy Fender beautiful like organic products that I like. And um, but in terms of clothes, I did I did get a Vilshenko dress on on like on sale. <gasps> You've always been good at buying a dress. It's true. It's true. It's the talent. Salma Hayek's first big fashion moment also went back to her high school days. You know, I remember my first Chanel attire that my mom got me. I was young. Oh, wait, my quinceañera dress. (gasps) Oh, go on. Describe. It was not like the regular quinceañera dress. It was like a, the top designer in Mexico at the time. We had it done in Mexico City. And it was pink, but not too pale. And it was beautiful. It was like a wedding, but no, it was not too... Not too froofy. No, it was actually really cool. Do you still have that anywhere? No, I don't know. No, I don't it think so. It could be so. like, Valentina. <laughs> I know, I wish. Oh, how I wish I so had she's gonna, it. So she's going to have one in, what, two years, yeah? Yeah. What are you going to do? Tell me Tell me here. Tell me first. Actually, if you think about it in a year, because she's going to become 14 this year, so. What would be your ideal consignera for her? I don't even dare to go there, Laura. Do you have any teenage girls? You think you're going to make a 15-year-old girl of today wear what you want? I let her be creative and be herself and find her own. Amongst talking about building her business and doing knife training, no, really, you should listen to the interview, Jessica Alba chatted about some of her most important fashion purchases. It sounds bougier than it is, but I lived at the Four Seasons in (laughs) Vancouver, which was like more like the two seasons back in the day. In the in the early two thousands, they have since renovated it. Which is summer and winter. And there's a mall <laughs> attached to it called Holt Renfrew, and 
I've never lived in in a place that that was so icy, like icy rain, sideways icy rain. And I was always so cold and I only had really like a little bit of sunlight because I worked nights. Just, I was so cold and I bought this like $1,000 cashmere gold flex cow neck sweater thing and I wore that thing to death. I think it's still in storage and it was like so expensive and I saved up my per diems and I just, and I bought this. So yeah, my first splurges were saving up per diems. And my next one was in Malaysia. I bought like a Prada resort, uh, some sandals and a bag. And I saved up my per diems for that too. Of all people I know, you have the most silky separates. Oh, I'm wearing one. Yeah. Yeah. How, how many silky separates do you <laughs> so have? Many. <laughs> so many. You know, because I just want to feel like I'm in my pajamas, basically. You're, you're my silkiest friend. You're my f most flowery boho friend you're always in like layers of of like feminine floral like bright colors like nice colors and florals and feminine and boho which is weird because i'm not really boho at all i don't know I'm, you I'm are totally, a totally damn biased. liar <laughs> you are pranka chopra jonas may have been jet lagged within an inch of her life when we caught up but she can always find the energy to talk about style i enjoy dressing up for an occasion like most people do but that's not my career. My job is not red carpets and photo shoots. And my job is being an actor and it's being on set and it's being a vessel for art, you know, being a vessel to be able to tell stories and move people. When people watch my work, hopefully it makes them feel something. And that's to me, that's the essence of what I do. I'm an entertainer. Everything else uh, is the fringe, is like fun. You can choose to do it. You don't necessarily have to. It doesn't really define, you know, the work that I will end up doing. So I, I made that bifurcation very early in my life, that it was, you know, the glitz and the glamour and the, the sparkle and the glitter. All that's great. But eventually, as an artist, that doesn't define you. It's the next job. And it's how much you move someone with the work that you do. And sometimes, just to continue this metaphor, it's good to unzip the glitz and glamour and throw it on the bathroom floor. I do, very often, <laughs> honestly. I love a carpet for a second. I really don't take them very seriously when I go on a red carpet. I have a great time. I love meeting friends and colleagues and people that you haven't met for a really long time because you don't end up meeting people very much after you've finished a movie, you know, unless you've like really... No, you go... Yeah, everyone goes on into their new lives. So I enjoy carpets tremendously. I always try and wear something I'm comfortable in. Fun, I always carry a change of shoes because I know that's going to get uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> do you little flat ones? Yeah, I do. <laughs> what sort of, what are, what are they? Are they like little little slippers? I have different ones for every dress so that they match. <laughs> Whenever I wear a dress, I wear a matching pair of flats. I mean, I take one with me. Pro move. This precision. Chopra-like precision. Okay, first and most recent, but we'll go with first. First fashion splurge. First thing you bought that you were like, ooh. First fashion splurge. I think, and this was many years ago, but I think I bought a very original, but red Valentino bag, which was so expensive for me at that time. And I was just like, I'd finished this movie and I'd got this big paycheck. And I was like, and this is 2001 or something like that. And uh, it meant a lot for me, to me. I had that bag for almost 15 years. Still have it. Do you have archives or something yet? Are you at, are you at archive stage? No, I'm in storage stage. 
That's when you just bullshit and you say your storage is your archive. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. My storage is my archive. Learn from me. This is like, I think half the actors I talk to, yes, I have archives. Oh. It's like, this is a freaking self-storage facility. All my shit is in storage. I have no idea where anything is, but I know it's all there because I'm a hoarder and I don't like throwing anything. What have been some of the favorite things that you've you've worn? Oh, I've, I've worn some amazing you know, I've, I've had the good fortune of wearing some incredible designers, but one of my favorite outfits that I've worn has been my red Jason Wu Emmy outfit. That was it oh, was yes. blood red, and I just I felt like the you know the dancing emoji. Yeah, and that's <laughs> all I did in the carpet. I was just like, woo, having the best time, and it was amazing. I was in a really great mood. You know, the show had done really well, and I was just meeting people I knew and having a great time, and it reflected. There was once I wore this amazing black Ritu Kumar sari, I think, as well. I think it was at the Marrakesh Film Festival, and it was just exquisite craftsmanship. And I love clothes. Yeah, the the red dress. I remember. I remember the night. A lot of people were going. It was really odd. Priyanka just kept walking around, going woo. <laughs> yeah, really odd. <laughs> she wouldn't put her arm down the whole time. That's just like woo. <laughs> Come on, I've got more content for you. Please make yourself into an emoji. Someone will make you an emoji. Come on. That's so funny. I'm sure I'm sure it's already out there. This has been Ladies First with Laura Brown. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us so you don't miss an episode. And we love your feedback. If you could please rate us and leave us a review. Oh, we'd love it. Thanks to our production team at Pod People. Rachel King, Matt Sav, Sam Walker, Danielle Ross, Anne Kane, and Andy Bosnack. And thanks for Brian Anstey, Molly Stout and Haley Mason at InStyle. You can find out more at InStyle.com. Find us on Instagram at InStyle Magazine, on Twitter at InStyle, and you can find me on Insta and Twitter at LauraBrand99.